Hello at Seager Knights Community, and welcome back to the Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Getzinger. Today we are sitting down with Deborah Archambeau. Good morning, Mrs. Archambeau. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's awesome. So glad to have you here, and we're just going to ask you, or I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Okay, and to start off, could you tell us a little bit about your career journey? After I graduated from the University of Toledo, I actually was a full-time sub at Otsego's Grand Rapids Elementary School. And then in October, I got a phone call from the Department of Youth Services, and I went and I worked at a jail. And then after working in the jail, I went to Oregon City Schools, where I, my, one of my degrees is working with children who have severe behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. And I worked at a junior high and uh, at a off-school setting. And then Otsego called me, so wow. that's how I got here. So, so tell me a little bit more about that like jail the job The jail time? <laughs> yes. So I worked for the Department of Youth Services, and I taught students who had uh, learning difficulties. Mm-hmm. And in my classroom, I had primarily sex offenders and students who had drug abuse or they sold drugs. Right. And they were in my classroom anywhere from six months till four years. Or at the time of 18, they would decide then if they were going to leave the setting or if they would go to an adult setting. Right, right. Because some people just, you can't really help them. Everybody comes with their own set of problems, right? right? Yeah. I can think of one story right now where... This individual, and he was so good. He really worked hard. Mm-hmm. He had all A's and B's. He was changing his life around. He was going to therapy, and he really wanted to be a success. But right. prior to going into jail, his parents would say, you screw up one more time. That's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Don't come looking for us. Well, you know, a lot of people say things they don't mean. Right, right. But I remember the duty officer, we all said goodbye to him. They put him in the car, waved goodbye. They went into the trailer park where this individual lived, and they did not live around here. If you went to the Park and Youth Services in the Toledo area, you came from Cincinnati or Dayton or somewhere where you were not familiar with the surroundings. So they drove him back to where he lived, and they're going down the road looking for the number of the... um, trailer area and all they found was a slab of cement the parents had taken the trailer off the cement and they moved with no forwarding address so they left they left and no no warning at all no that's awful so then the student then had to go back to jail because there was no place to put him. Right. We, we didn't know what didn't to really do. Didn't really have a home to go to. No. So then he had to go through, you know, the whole process of who can take you? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? Uh, is there family members? Do you need to go into group homes? It, it's, it was a big deal. And right. he went through so much. He had a terrible life to get to where he was. Mm-hmm. He turned his life around. He was ready to go back in society. And it just got slapped in the face again. And I don't I don't know what happened to him that I didn't right. I don't know if he kept on the right track or mm-hmm. if he veered. Well I hope I hope he's doing a lot better. Um, 
So I'm going to go on to the next question. Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. How has Sego changed since you've been here? When I first started here, I was at what is now the junior high, right. upstairs, in a very small room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on the other side of that time, the computer room. And I had a lot of students. I, at one time, I had 17 students in my room. And, what, and these students were with me, some of them all day. And what has changed is now I have just a very small group of children right. who may have, they just need some extra time, mm-hmm. or being out in the classroom all day is just too much stimulation, you right. know, my, whatever's going on. And uh, I go into the classrooms now, and I teach two classes. I teach an English class and a government class. And then I go into biology, U.S. studies, and English. And not only do I work with a select number of students mm-hmm. who are on my caseload, but I work with the whole class. If somebody has a question, I can very sim- I can go work with them. Right. So it's more of a team. Team building kind of. Well, a, a team right. teaching. Team teaching. Yes. Okay. So we can work together to answer the same questions. In fact, now um, I'm with Mr. Welker for U.S. Studies. And in the past, I would ask, oh, you know, give me the answer, keep you the test, and I'll take, I'll grade these papers for you. Now he gives me a test. I said, okay, let me take the test, see how well I'm doing after 34 (laughs) years in U.S. Studies, see if I get this now. And, you know, it's a big joke if I... (laughs) Right. You really need to work in this area. Good job. (laughs) That's funny. As you know, maybe some of your friends, they have anxiety. Right. right. Or they may have um, sensory issues Mm -hmm. where, you know, loud noises put them over the edge. So the student just comes in. We just have a chit-chat, and we go on our way. We work on coping skills. For some students, it's just as simple as coping skills, different things you can do, Uh, something as simple as sitting at your seat and pressing and pulling on your fingers. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what you're doing. They just think, okay, she's over there thinking, pulling on her fingers. But when you pull, you add the pressure, you create heat, it Mm -hmm. makes you focus on something else, and it kind of just lowers that anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's something very simple. That's something that a lot of people I know that need to like work on, like right. gain coping skills because they don't know how to in a exactly. classroom setting to relax. And you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb, right? right. Oh, well, there's Mr. Alshambo. Everyone knows she's having a bad day because I'm doing something bizarre, right? But I can simply sit at my seat. I can press my toes into my shoes, Mm -hmm. onto the ground, and I can just feel that pressure. And I can apply it as long and as hard as I can, and I can just release it. And it just kind of lets that that energy flow and relaxes the the muscles in your legs and your foot and your toes. Nobody knows I was sitting over here pressing my toes into the ground. Right. I can't see it. That's right. You know. I know. I know. And then, or if I take a deep breath, everyone's like, oh, 
<laughs> she having a heart attack over there? She's breathing so deep. So I can do something very simple where nobody sees it. Right. So it's just your own thing. Right. Which creates less, less anxiety yeah. in me and the people around me because I'm not, you know, I have a big old popper out there popping right. stuff or right. so something very simple. Something small so will just mm-hmm. calm me down. Yes. I love that. That's amazing. And, um, just from Otsego, based on like how Otsego changed, um, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in education? It used to be, um, we didn't have a lot of technology. Right. So you had to do a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. You had to go and get those books. You had to write things down. And what we have found, different studies out there have found that if you see it, you speak it, yeah. and you write it, yeah. the more you do that, the more you're going to remember it. Mm-hmm. So typing it on a computer, it goes in and it goes out. Yeah. So I'm finding students learning how to learn is more difficult for them because we used to teach it right. while we were teaching. Right. We're teaching them how to learn. We're teaching them how to study. We're teaching them how to remember things. Mm-hmm while we were up there teaching. Now, not so much, because if I don't know how to spell something, I just speak it into my my phone, phone. and it tells yeah, me, it right. Pops up. And I may have to spell that same word. Mm-hmm. I misspell it, I should say, that same word, right. 20 times a day, because yeah. I have not... You don't had, recall it and remember right. it, yeah. I'm not seeing it. I'm not practicing it. And that's the thing with, like, Let's say like math class. You just print a Desmos. There's the answer. And you're yes. Like doing the math and figuring it out and using some major parts of your brain to just get this answer. When I was in geometry class, mm-hmm. we had paper, oh. with little squares on it, and a ruler, and that's how I would plot things. Mm-hmm. Now the students are showing me what they do on the computer and it's... I, I can't help you because I don't know how to put it into the... Right. the com- I can put it on a piece of paper for you, but there are certain steps you have to follow putting that equation into the computer or into your phone right. to make it work. So I'm not in math classes right now just because I teach two classes and I'm out in the other classes and then I have two tutoring times. There's just not enough time for me to be in a math class. Mm-hmm. So that I can relearn what I was taught right. back in 1976. <laughs> oh, wow, look at you. Yeah, I know that when I was in like homeschooling before I went to Otsego, okay. is that everything was like on paper. You'd print it out, work on it, and then we'd scan it and then send it in to the right. teachers. And it was like a big change coming to like more of junior high, like the end parts of junior high. Mm-hmm. And because it was like everything, everything was online. It's like okay, <laughs> let me figure out how to use Desmos. I've never used this before. And, and then figuring out how to, like, just not handwrite anymore. Right. And that's a lot. I remember you when you were in the 10th grade and in my biology class. Yes. And I made it. <laughs> so I was that irritating teacher that I walked around and I talked to everybody. Right. And I, and I would go over and talk to you. And it was not always about biology. It may have been... Because you're very artistic. Oh, thank you. And I saw um, 
your writing was very pretty. And I would make note of that. <laughs> so I guess my question to you is, did I change the way that you looked at teachers because I was different than, you know, another teacher? Yeah, it's... Since last year was just my first year coming to Otsuko oh, okay. and, like, actually seeing teachers, I didn't know what to expect. Okay. And then you're coming up to me and, like, talking to me and then just holding conversations. Like, I really like this. I enjoy being able to actually te talk to my teachers instead of just sending an email, letting them okay. read it, and then getting another email back. So if we do anything with this broadcast right now is <laughs> you're saying communication was one of the big yes. things that helped you relax and be a, a better part of the school. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember last year in, our, our, in biology where we were dissecting a rat and you just go in there with your hands and I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I love that stuff. <laughs> that scared me so much. I didn't know. I, you had no gloves on. No. It was just... <laughs> I remember holding the intestines, and I gave you the scissors. I said, I was like, go ahead, clip this. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. I just, I remember I was working with Stacey Anderson, who's another, um, she's on the podcast, too. Okay. And we're just watching you just pull this, like, rat and, like, getting the organs out. And I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> so it wasn't so scary then. You know, if this old lady can do it, oh, I can do right. this. Right, <laughs> like, and I was just, I was like, okay, most like you can do it. Like, I'm wearing gloves, though. <laughs> I'm not taking my gloves off. <laughs> so, um, to move away from, like, the little, you know, little laughing bits, but what, <laughs> what are the toughest times you've had here? I'm not only trying to get them through this class or through this year, right. but preparing them for when they leave. Yeah. Because in two years, after you leave the 10th grade, whatever that direction is, mm -hmm. i got to help you get there. You need those life skills to help right. you get through it. Yeah. And sometimes that, it, you know, teaching them how to squeeze a finger, right. create heat, create mm -hmm. some kind of release to refocus things. Mm -hmm. um, I have a deep voice. So if I raise my voice right. with the deep voice. You're yelling at me. No, I'm not. <laughs> or when we had our mask on right. and it was hard, you know, we're mumbling. Yeah, you can't really hear very well. So I would talk louder. Right, just to get it through the mask, yeah. yeah. Why are you always yelling in class? I'm not. You're not. You're just trying to <laughs> just make yes. sure we hear you. <laughs> so that's when I moved everybody further back away from me. Right. I would sit in front of a piece of plastic, mm -hmm. and I would remove my mask, and I would talk soft so I wouldn't have, you know, spit, you know, coming spit. out of your mouth. <laughs> so I wouldn't infect the room with right. my germs, and then just teach softly. Mm -hmm. And then that would make them then focus and listen. It was just a... Totally different kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Even though, even from what we have today, mm -hmm. without the mask. Right. I tend to get excited and talk loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I know it's not like you're not, when you speak up a little bit, it's not you getting mad. I can see your big smile yeah. right now. Like. <laughs> maybe because it's still well, audio, yeah. so maybe not everyone else can see it. But, <laughs> but some students who have difficulty understanding, um, 
facial movements mm-hmm. and they don't know that you know your eyes can smile without your lips right yeah every little muscle in your face has a they're telling you something yeah some people miss that mm-hmm. so all they hear is my booming voice and they you know you're yelling at me all the time mm, no mm-hmm. let's look at this yeah look at look at here <laughs> yes my eyes are happy <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay and so, what would you say are your fondest memories? One of my very favorite memories is I had a student when he was in the ninth grade, and we were in the old building, right. now, the, now the junior high, and I looked at him, I said, you can read, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. And so he was in my science class for only half a year, and we really worked hard. Right. And then I talked with Mr. Brewster, and we put him in his biology class Mm -hmm. for the rest of the year and he just flourished and he would come back to me ever so often and say you know can you help me with this or he actually worked himself off the IEP by the time he graduated Mm -hmm. and he came back to me for four years at the end of the year every last day at the end of the year to thank me and that I'll never forget and I think other students who I see things in, and I'll, oh, this could be a great leader. Right. And I go and have the conversation. They get nervous and they get upset because they think I read minds or something. <laughs> so they, <laughs> you stay away from me. You know, <laughs> trying to mold or bring something out of someone can Sometimes be scary. Of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I didn't scare you off. You did not scare me. I loved having you last year. I was, like, moved out of the classroom, like, this Mr. Shambo, I was having her. And I was not, you were not an IEP. So I was not your your teacher. Yeah. I was just a part of the classroom. Yeah. And I would just still stop you in the halls and, like, hi, Mr. Shambo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... You said you've been to like a bunch of different classrooms. So, oh yes. Like, how many classroom moves have you had? Um, okay, let me count here. <laughs> I said, uh, just since Mr. O'Shea's been here, right. I've gone back and forth to the same classrooms three times. Really? And then the finally the one year, he said, "Okay, you got to move back because we're going to change that into the <laughs> English room." And I just, I just looked at him and cried, and I said, I don't have it left. Can somebody please move me? I just, because right. I, you know, now I have 34 years of stuff. And I just, <laughs> I, you know, I just didn't have it. I, I got none. <laughs> so you got to pack all of it up and then move to the right. classroom, unload it all. So he was very kind. Right. You know, there, here's this old lady crying, saying, I can't move. Right. And then, he had people come in, box up my stuff, put it into my now classroom, and then label everything so I can find it later. So, yes, oh, <laughs> they've taken very good care of me. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, but then you're going to be leaving now, and that's kind of making me sad. Oh, <laughs> a lot I'm of plans. You. I've only known you for, like, two years now, so this is, man. And um, But what are your plans after retiring from CEO? Well, um, in June, I'm taking my uh, two grandchildren Ooh. and my husband, and we're going to go to Florida. 
in July, I'm going to go see uh, Pam Hyman, who retired a year ago, to Colorado. In August, I'm going to Germany. And then (laughs) in uh, October 8th, I'm going to Rome. Wow. So, yes, I'm going to go. I'm going to see what the world has to offer out hey, there. You'd be like explorer for a while. Yes. Look at that. That's awesome. As you can tell, I don't have a tr- any trouble talking. Right, so, right. Meeting friends in another country will not be my problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're going <laughs> to meet up with you some years later, and you're just going to oh, have yes. this whole group of just people from all over the place. Oh, man. I'd love to see that. And, um, this is our last question. Okay. Okay. So what is some advice you'd like to give someone who may be looking into getting a career with an education? I guess I would say to you, mm-hmm. based on our conversation, what are some of the things that stuck, stood out to you? To me? From you? From me. And I'll tell you if okay. this is... <laughs> what I've been trying to do. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, I like that you're really vocal with me because I don't, some teachers kind of don't get engaged very well. And um, that's kind of like the biggest thing that kind of like kind of brought me to like talk to you more because you were talking to me first and mm-hmm. I have trouble talking to people like just starting a conversation out of the blue. And you're really nice to me too. Like you pointing out like, my handwriting or my the little doodles I did was like so nice because usually I don't get that recognition like she sees what I'm doing and she likes it like this is great I love it and you weren't you weren't afraid to like kind of be there like if I if I was like looking at something like I was iffy about touching the organs and stuff and you're like oh it's okay see (laughs) just pulling them out like oh but that was it's just how you were, you stood out. You were like so I, I showed you how, I showed you how it should be done. Yeah. And I told you what it should be, what you should do. Mm-hmm. And if you did something wrong, did I ever criticize you? No, no. Did I redirect you? No. But I mean, I, 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 I guided like, you, you to guided the answer. Yes. To you didn't like. Did I give you the answers? You didn't give me the answers, but you found, gave me a way to get the answers. The, yes. So that's what I would tell somebody mm-hmm. to um, how to become a better teacher. That's what I've been trying. And every single day, every single moment of every single day, I try to be better than I was the moment before. And I tell my students at the beginning of every class that they have the opportunity of every single moment of every single day to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but if you're willing to work hard, and move that forward, that you can do it. So yes, that's what I do. That's so nice. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom, (laughs) Dr. Shiva. (laughs) It was so great having you here today. I really appreciate that you came in here and sat with us. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning into the Roundtable Podcast. Special thanks goes out to our sound editors, Owen Henderson and Bryce Smith our technology director, Mr. Swartz, and our advisor, Mrs. Krupp. Contact us at podcast at otsegonights.org and follow us on our social media platforms at OHS underscore roundtable. Follow our podcast to get notified every time we upload.